You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. and edition of the Chop Sports Social right here on Premier Plus and the Premier Podcast Network. Your host, of course, Sturch Gooch, back for another week of fun. And of course, we are coming to you live from the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru Studio in Matawan, New Jersey. And of course, the show's being brought to you by Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right next to the train station. Can't miss them right across the street from Woodbridge Brewery and whatever else they're building down there because downtown Woodbridge is become a complete mess when it comes to uh, at least traffic um, I'm not a I'm not one to you know bark at the clouds because of the traffic but it is getting kind of crazy over there sounds like you are it sounds exactly it like sounds a, exactly like sounds it. exactly what I'm doing uh, so go check out absolute eyewear you get a massive discount your laptop dead no but it's about to be okay I think I got a little bit of life little Jewess um uh, <laughs> so yes go check out absolute eyewear exclusive uh sponsors of this show so one, how we doing? Everybody doing well. Everybody well. Um, I saw. Are you there asking was, me? Or are you asking them? Uh, of course, I know they're doing well out there. But uh, how are you doing? I saw a mem show last night with the Break Buds. You did not pull the Cowboys helmet. I am out another forty dollars, and I'll probably hear the repercussions at home for that one. Because I'm look every week, every week you guys pull stuff. There's Cowboys memorabilia, so I'm like, eh, it's forty bucks. I'm bound to get something: jersey, mini helmet, full helmet, nothing, not a zilch. I was so pissed last night yeah. when you pulled that last helmet. Truth be told, I went like this: What's your app? Fuck this. <laughs> I was mad. Yeah. I was mad. Honestly, we expect to pull Cowboys. That's why the Cowboys are the most expensive team. Honestly, were they? Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. And on, and truthfully, Bastards. when we list them. Mm-hmm. We actually list them a little bit cheaper because you, and then we list the Niners cheaper because ATV. Now, now let me ask we you this. We do that. So, based on the way you did it last night, was it beneficial to do it that way? Where you list the teams and have them buy them instead of doing the, the old traditional way of running it, them at 10 bucks yeah, and then... Yeah, because what it does is it allows the... Schmucks like me to pick 40. Well, no, <laughs> it's, you, you're getting the... For us... We're getting the value on the team rather than just it being random. And then mm. we're randing them off. But the problem was when we did start auctioning off the ones that didn't sell, a lot of the good teams were gone because they were picked already. Mm. So you're looking at a wheel. It's like, well, if you don't Where does that dead the- time start, Lou? And like, at what point do you like, all right, now we got to start running these things because it's just like, how long did you plan on waiting well, we, for people we to probably, buy these teams? We, they were going. They were just going cheap. And I don't know that us changing it actually made it more. Nobody saw my comment because Joe's computer was lagging and you didn't see it either, I don't think. But Joe was talking to the audience. Oh, I did see it. I like see like it. we were six. Like, who bought this spot for 10 bucks? Nobody bought this spot. Did you buy this spot? We didn't let that go for 10 I was like, holy shit, this is hilarious. So go check out Break Buds on Whatnot. But yeah, it was fun. We got It's a lot of fun to watch. We got 10 followers out of that show. We did like 10 Gibbies. Good what's Lord. Guys? Yeah, what's up with that? Lagging. Uh, but you can go check out Whatnot. And, of course, we all know that the, um, the what, what the hell is it called? Major Wrestling Figure Podcast also is very prominent on there. They I guess they auction off all their toys and their action figures and stuff. You can talk to Chris Payne about that as well. He's another avid collector. Did you ever collect anything like that besides cards? Were you a collector of any sort I ever? No. I of anything? I would say collector, but everybody has a, you know, couple pops a couple bobbleheads shit like that i had starting lineups as a kid starting lineups that was a big one but i wouldn't Shout say out that I was, I was out there collecting them i was collecting cards cards sure, okay as a kid 
And here we are, 2023, and cards are a thing again. So, um, yeah, go check those guys out. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Obviously, we're one week and now two weeks, or we're in week two of the preseason. Week one already came and went. A lot of cool things happened. We got to see the debut of Bryce Young. We got to see the debut of C.J. Stroud. We also got to see Stetson Bennett uh, apply for his AARP card and lead a touchdown drive uh, in his first drive as a Ram. So that was cool to see. Um, I did see my boy, who is going to make the roster, Chris, Deuce Vaughn, ran wild on the Jaguars. Bro, you had to be impressed with some of the runs. His low center of gravity was really cool to see. You know, he's very. sometimes you don't even see him I until he's in front of you. I still don't think he's going to make the roster. That's very, like, I know there's, 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 like, darlings that, like, the fan base gets behind, and I think that's who he is right now. But I also stack that with the component that he's actually – good at running the football and look not for nothing and this is something that Keith Ernst brought up on the Jersey Boys podcast which you can go download that now um he brought it up that being at Kansas State you're not playing bums you're like his, his the roster he played Alabama he played Georgia he's playing these teams dude K-State I'm pretty sure no I'm pretty sure that's what is it do some big right? 12 <laughs> Oklahoma Kansas State University, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, but, but he, the schedule. No, he was playing those teams in the playoffs. Kansas State was making a run last year or two years ago, and and Deuce Vaughn was going nuts. Look, all I'm saying is this: I know he's a darling right now because he's so little, and he's like it feels like he's a Rudy and like all this other shit. But Deuce Vaughn has been fun to watch. I think he makes this roster. The only thing that I have, and I guess you can bring this up in conversation, is what is your like. Your ideal running back room. As a Packer guy, you're always going to have Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon. Did you draft anybody? Did you draft anybody as a? No, they're, that's who they got. So they got, they got a couple guys, but no. But I'm saying, where do you draw the line as far as like, because a lot of these positions, and, and you wonder, Cowboys, I think, are like five, six wide receivers deep. But how many say, do you keep? I would say the only way that you keep a fourth running back, truthfully. So you're keeping three regardless. If yeah, you have three, three, keep three. It's three. You got to. Okay. Um. Two running backs can get hurt in a game very easily. Very you know? true. So I'm going with three. And if there's a fourth, he's returning punts or something or kicks. He so that's what I'm saying. He has to have goal. another element of his game to stay on the roster, which I think Deuce Vaughn might have. Because I would take Deuce Vaughn over Cavante Turpin right now. But is he going to be that? He could be the punt returner, so yeah. then what do they do with Turpin? You cut him. Okay. You cut Turpin. So I've been, I said that yesterday on the show. That's, you cut that's Turpin. That's who you're saying is... Potentially his spot. Those, those two guys. Yeah, I don't know. And it's it's really he alarming. Did Turpin fumble? <laughs> but, but what was it? Did he do anything? wasn't Wasn't there hype around him? Wasn't he supposed? Last season in the preseason, he took two to the house. So that's why everybody went nuts on him. And that's uh, again oh, so, justifiable. Oh, so what you're saying? So what you're basically saying is uh, preseason doesn't really matter because it all depends on what you do in the regular time, season. Last year at this time, everybody would have been like. We need to give Turpin somebody else's roster spot that might deserve it. Guess who this year's Turpin might be? It could be Deuce Vaughn. It where could it's be. Like he's having a good preseason against guys that aren't going to play in the NFL this year. Possibly. It was right. early. I mean, he got in there relatively early. But Look, I'm rooting for him. I don't care if I'm wrong here. He's 5'5". It would be a cool story. Because of if that, that. <laughs> because of the fact that he's 5'5", I don't see him making the roster. You know, it, it's not crazy to think a sixth-round running back doesn't make the roster out of camp. No, it's not, because that's typically what happens. Like, five, fifth, sixth, seventh-round guys never really make And then when we're talking really about a guy that's as undersized as him, you know, you got to – when you don't have the attributes, you got to bring something real special 
I'm not sure about it yet, bro. All right. Well, five we'll five see. is five five. Anyway, so that's and the five Cowboys. Five two is five two. What is the uh, the the temperature in the room about your boy Jordan Love after one game? It's good. Yeah. Very good. Um, he needs to play a little bit more. It's like who do they got rare. week two? Who do they got coming up? Do you know? Man, for not for you not to know that is just like um, I'm not gonna go ahead and question your fanhood or anything like that because I know you're a Packers guy, but like, damn, dude. Oh, it all matters to me. It's like I'll I care that they don't get hurt, and I care that he puts the ball in the right spots, and I don't even care about the accuracy as much because I know that he's gonna be accurate. They have the New England Patriots on Saturday care, night at. 8 I care about that the ball is going to the right place when it's supposed to get out. That's all I care about. I think he did a good job of that against the Bengals. Um, build on that a little bit. The offense, I do think, is going to struggle at times this year to to score points against really good defenses. But that could change, you know, midway through the year if they click. They have young, talented receivers that we don't know much about. We do know that Watson and and Dobbs both got injured last year for a portion of the season. Right. We'll see what this Reed kid could do. Uh, young tight end that kind of hurts a little bit because we don't have the experience what you need at tight end. So th- it's a young offense. I do believe their offensive line will do well. I think they're going to protect well. They intact from last year, as far as the same yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, for Jenkins, the most part. Bakhtiari will be back healthy this year, so that's important. He didn't play at all for last now. year. He played down the stretch at the end, and honestly, the he did really well. So I like Bakhtiari. I, I like him a lot. Um, uh, I think the Packers have some promise. The defense is, I think, what could elevate them this year. Do you put any stock into a shutout, a throttling? In the preseason, 27 nothing, and that's the score. The Jets beat the Panthers in week two of the preseason. Um, Technically week one, yeah. they had the Hall of Fame game. But a throttling like that, 27 like nothing. It doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. But in terms of how the Jets are feeling about themselves and things like that going into the season, you know, a shutout is important. You know, the unit gets to build on that. I think their defense is going to shine this year no matter what. In a span of 24 I hours. I still question the Jets' offense. And I know that sounds crazy, but apparently the Jets' offensive line is what's in question right now. That's and honestly, that's all. It's like we saw it, and I, I know you didn't watch it yet, but Hard Knocks happened last night, episode two of Hard Knocks. There was a joint practice together between the Panthers and the Jets. A lot of the issues that were surfacing were some bad rush throws by Aaron Rodgers because of the fact that the offensive line was just piss poor. Now, you can add all the, the the talent under the sun. You have the speediest receivers. You got Garrett Wilson out there, Miko Hardman. You have all these guys that are willing to make plays, right? But none of that shit's going to work if the offensive line doesn't stay upright and get better at pushing guys out of the way. Yeah, um, I'm hoping for at least a 7-10 and 10 season here. Right, so Look, the offensive line is my only Achilles heel What do you the think Jets. the floor is for the Jets? And I'm not Literally. really a big fan of the Let, Let's be honest here. The division they play in, but given their roster and an Aaron, Reg- uh, right. Aaron Rodgers-led team, healthy, what is the floor a, a for the healthy Jets? Aaron Rodgers all year? All year. All year, 17 games. 17 full, healthy games out of Aaron Rodgers. The floor? The floor. Probably not, uh, nine and eight floor. Floor. So With that's not Aaron bad. Rogers all year. If he plays 17 games, do I think that he's going to play 17 games? I don't. Well, you know who's playing very well? Zach Wilson is playing very well. And, and look, he's learned a lot, obviously, under the tree of Aaron Rodgers with the first couple weeks of camp and is into the playing, preseason. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, Zach Wilson's playing pretty good. Okay. And I've watched him play. He's found look, some open then, receivers. Then if, if Zach Wilson plays well, then their floor is 9-8 and eight, no matter what. There was a scene in Hard Knocks last night where they're talking about how good Aaron Rodgers' play fakes are. His, and they are good. Like, sometimes you just you really don't see the ball. He, he is a very good play-action passer right 
there was a scene where both of the quarterbacks, um, both uh, Zach Wilson and Boyle, I want to say his name is. I, I think that's right. X-Packer. Mm, is he? Yeah. How do you like that? Um, but I thought he was there last year. But anyway, um, there was a scene where they're watching film in the film room. Aaron Rodgers is sitting there. Zach Wilson, the other quarterback, and the quarterback coach. And they have to guess, based off of the start of the play and the start of the development, is it going to be a run or a pass? Like, how good is he selling the other quarterbacks on the fact that he's either going to tuck it or hand it off? So the first one, the first one that they'd show, Zach Wilson says, ah, it's, it's a handoff. That's fucking easy. It's fucking showing. He literally said, it's fucking easy. And Rodgers is like, sat up in his chair. He looks at him, the fuck did you just say? He's like, oh, you're giving it away here with the extending of the arm or whatever. But then they went on. I just found Rodgers to finally say, like, hey, relax over here. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Remember that. Don't you fucking forget it. Uh, so. ha, ha. <laughs> har, har, har. Here he is again. No is fun, Chris. Back in the building. This is the story what? that you wanted to yeah, surprise yeah. me with. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll save it for the show. I'm like, <laughs> the fuck do I care about you Aaron Rodgers play fakes. Man, I saw them for 15 years. The guy's got an Aaron Rodgers mural on the, on his back tattooed, uh, and he has to get it removed soon. So, like, that's what he's bitter about. That, that's what it all breaks down to. He's basically got the same tattoo as Billy Walsh did uh, from Medellin, from Entourage. Any Entourage fans out there will get that. They just drove off the road. <laughs> Entourage fans just drove off the road. But anyway, Hard Knocks was good. Um Anything else stand out for you from the preseason week one? I mean, look, there was a couple things that we see. Unfortunately, injuries happen. Russell Gage out for the year for the Bucs. That's huge for them because think about it. Mike Evans is their guy. They're going to suck anyway. Who the Bucs? They're, they're, they're going to be very better, bad. Now they have a better crack at Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bucs are, to me, are going to be historically bad. I think that either. No, their defense is going to play well. Here's they my, here's my gripe. So they'll win some games that way. Here's my gripe with Tampa. And their front office and their coaching. Clearly, we know that the coach is a, is almost like a, what do you call that when you're like kind of just standing there and it's like, um, and you have no shot to succeed. Um, there's an idiot. a, no, well, that too, but there's a, there's a word that I'm looking for where it's like not a f fall guy, but like lame duck. That's the one I'm looking for, lame duck coach. And that's who that guy is. But now, if you're the if you're the uh, front office of of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how did it narrow down to be a successful team after Tom Brady left? How did it narrow down to just Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask? You're looking at a tank job without saying that we're we're gonna suck. Baker Mayfield, yeah, he came onto the scene last year, played well with the Rams a couple games, and people were like, Baker's back, right? And except you, and I didn't really buy into it. Back I, from what? From like, obscurity, I don't know. Like yeah. irrelevancy is really. I guess when he was the number one pick, he had a good year. Did he? He had twenty six touchdowns. I think that was a rookie record. Yeah, he probably threw twenty picks too. But what I'm saying is, how did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come to that? Like that was their, that was their their options. Like you couldn't go well, anywhere had, else. They already had Trask, so they have to give him the chance. That's kind of what they brought him in for. I, I, I guess chance to give you know the same deal as a Sam Howell thing. You know, are you really leaning on Sam Howell? You know who maybe, I completely maybe, forgot about? Maybe they see something in him. I completely forgot about a guy like Matt Corral over there in Carolina. He played against yeah, the Jets. because they sucks. drafted a quarterback. Well, that too. Like, Why it, do you think they drafted a quarterback? Because well, Matt Corral like, sucks. But what about Matt Corral, mm -hmm. draft position included? Was it anything, did anything about, like, there's not going to be many Brock Purdy's that come along. No, no. And honestly, we don't even know about Brock Purdy yet. 
Well, we do know about Trey Lance, and he's getting flamed on social media of just being the out on the outs as if he's like going to be QB3 when this is all said and done. Like, Sam Darnold would be the backup to Brock Purdy. Like, that's huge. Like, to me, Trey Lance, you guys well, in the card gonna, collecting business, let's do the Trey Lance dance. Everybody was so hyped. They're going to cut him. They're yeah, not going to cut Trey Lance. They're, well, they're not going to cut him. Yeah. Um, but don't, um, bro, you got to sell the hype. Got to sell the hype, bro. <laughs> I'm well, okay, aware. Don't, I'm well aware. Team, whose side of this are you on? Bro? <laughs> I would love for you guys to make money. We were but, doing the same thing with Zach Wilson. But look, then Zach Wilson was left for dead. That was for Mojo. <laughs> In general, no. Same thing with, bro, Zach Wilson was a chase. Now it's just Trevor and Fields. And honestly, we might be having the same conversation. Maybe my Fields card. Remember I found that Fields card with a patch? Do you think that's worth anything more now? I, I pulled that at the fucking. Like, it's worth more now because football season is about to start. But I'm saying, but you say he's hype. Like. Yeah, sell the hype. Sell it now. All right. All right. Also, I know you're a Packer guy. Are you buying into any of this Bears hype right now? Because like people are no, behind Justin no. Fields as if he's second coming of Christ. Nope. Like out of nowhere. No. Like I, did he just just start to you know, know how to throw the it's football? It's hard to it's hard to He had 156 yards passing the other day with like two touchdowns, and I believe the air yards were like negative six. Yeah, it's hard. It was to, all behind it's the hard for scrimmage. me to I get what people are getting behind the hype because he did have a good rushing season last year. But when we're looking at the offense the Bears put together last year, you could make the case that it was the weapons, and I get it. Mm -hmm. But what does DJ Moore really do to that offense? You know, DJ Moore is good. Don't get me wrong. He's a serviceable, good, nice player, right. But is he anything better than what the Bears have had over the course of however long? Um, Justin Fields hasn't shown me. Now, it could change. That he's a good passer yet. And I'm not, I, I hate the whole thing where it's like, you know, I'm not trying to put him in the Lamar category here because Lamar did show me that he, he was. He put himself in the Lamar category but, by running but, all over the but place my last point year. Is, my point is, Lamar also has a season where he has 40 touchdowns damn near and an MVP under his belt. He didn't just do that with his legs. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that at a Justin Fields yet. And guess what? Lamar did that in year two. There's a different curve for everybody, different offense. I get it. But Lamar's offense that year, we went through it. It wasn't good either. It really wasn't what, good. Personnel-wise? Yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't it, anything. It wasn't good. It wasn't Mark Andrews was clearly his best weapon. Marquise Brown was a rookie at the time, and that was probably his second best weapon. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. You know, he still had 38 touchdowns and, and 4,000 you think yards. The, do you think the team that Lamar has going in right now this year is, like, the best he's had offensively? With the drafting of Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, I, back, Odell J.K. Stay, Dobbins back. If Odell back. could stay healthy – J.K. Dobbins can stay healthy. Uh, Lamar can stay healthy. Yeah, 100%. This is the best team I he's had. I think Bateman is – I've always liked Rashad Bateman. I think he makes big plays in traffic. Just they don't have the offense that's going to feed him a lot, so he still is going to be an afterthought. But Zay Flowers, they're talking like Steve Smith type guy. It's a good guy that's to compare to. big shoes to fill, but um, he does play with that edge. I think the Ravens do have a uh, a really good offense. That division's going to be pretty tough. I think the Ravens do have a really good offense, but I haven't seen this type of weapons with a Jim uh, John Harbaugh ran offense. How is he going to use them? Is it going to be a very similar situation to what we saw with the Falcons, where they have Kyle Pitts, they have Drake London, but they're still running the ball sixty percent of the time? Mm. Could be. Yeah, it could be. Um, so yeah, that division is going to be good. Um, AFC North, AFC East, we've already talked about because obviously with the, the Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Tua and Mac Jones now with my boy Zeke Elliott. Man, miss you, buddy. That's, uh, that's that hurt a little bit. You think the Vikings uh, are kicking themselves in the ass a little bit now with just Madison now and Dalvin Cook on the outs? No, I think Dalvin they, Cook they, signs they, with the Jets. So they, crazy. The writing was on the wall. I 
told you this last year and during the season. I said, guys, scoop Madison now if you're in a dynasty league because his value is as low as it's ever going to be now. It will only go up. And then little by little, there was reports trickling out. But if you look at the contracts, and honestly, I could identify these guys now for next year if you'd like. Go ahead. Who's Put it this way. Going into last season, A.J. Dillon was my guy. One of those guys where it's like Aaron Jones contract, writings on the wall where there's an out for the team. They just worked it out. So AJ not every team works it out, right? That, but a lot of these teams look at the Dalvin Cook situation; they don't work it out. So you have a guy that you have Madison, where they they believe in him, and when you you see that every time he's not there, there's success. You know when meaning like if how Dalvin high would Cook you draft gone, Madison in the fantasy right now? How high would I draft him? Yeah. I don't. I think he'll outperform his draft value. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that doesn't mean I'll draft him higher than where he should go. Where should he go? Fourth round, third, okay. fourth round, third, fourth turn. Three, four turn. If you're desperate for number two running back, I think you could do well with Madison. Okay. Consistent. Yeah, right now. Because <laughs> obviously yesterday I did a mock draft on my show and it was horrible. Um anyway, fantasy. But there'll probably be up. guys there that you would would take over him. I would say Kenneth Walker might still be there. I you know what? I just don't buy the like they draft Charbonnet, and I feel like that was there was a reason behind that. And I understand that all these teams are now having dual threats and three headed monsters and this, that, and a third. But somebody like him, which you've been singing his praises since UCLA. Yeah, and I do and like him a lot, but the NFL's different. you got to know I've that seen, he's going to gut his I've carries. Seen, I've seen Kenneth Walker do well in the league already. He's had big runs. He's had big games where he's had two what do you think that does? To, what do you think the Dalvin Cook thing does to Brees Hall? I think it does. Because the, within 24 hours, Brees Hall was activated Honestly, off the pup. It might, it might save um, him to get his long-term contract one day because Brees Hall is not ready and he's going to be dealing with a Saquon situation this year. But he, Saquon wasn't ready. He wasn't fully back yet. And it's not that he's not healthy, but to be you know, fully healthy, like how I think Gallup will be this year, how I think Saquon was last year, uh, where you're fully removed from that injury now and you could really take off. Um, there's a few other guys that I could identify with that who's fully returned, Gallup being the, the one that I know offhand. I think there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of also issues that aren't even resolved yet, which is weird to me. Like we're we're in week two now of the preseason. There's only three games. You got that extra week off. Do you think there's going to be a solve with this whole Josh Jacobs thing in, in in Vegas? Do you think he's going to be back at any point? Because right now, the other running back I was about to bring up was Jonathan Taylor, and it looks like he's still he he literally came out like I'm not playing until I'm healthy. All right, fine, bitch. Like yeah, d- don't said, play. He's going to be back this week. They said back in the building doesn't mean he's going to be back to camp. Doesn't also mean he's going to be taking any reps. So that's what I'm saying. Like, don't you know? Don't don't guys pull like on Jonathan this. Taylor. I don't really give a shit. Don't take your reps. Line up week one, then you're good. I have full confidence. But you in think guys Jacobs back. comes back? Jacobs, I think, might be a the little ra- more if they, of a if martyr. The, if they I think don't Jacobs have, has a little bit more. He was very loyal to the Raiders, like to a fault, and like in how he was talking in the media, and it came back to bite him. And now, yeah, because now he's now not because of the running back situation, he was the rushing title. Yeah. Did he not? Yes. You know, and that they're using that against him. Because we, we're going to use the shit out of you, and then we're going to use it against you when we negotiate that we used you too much. Figure that out. I'm telling you right now, if if Josh Jacobs doesn't get back. I don't think Josh Jacobs plays any practices, but he might he might show up by week six. He's How long before Devontae Adams is traded out of Las Vegas if they get off to a shitty start, honestly? That amount of money that he's making, and if they start like one and four or one and five or some shit, he's gonna be barking see, to get out of there. I could definitely see it. Where? Where? 
The Jets. Uh, Because they're just scooping everybody up. But do the Jets have the capital right now? What would be the capital, you think, for Devontae Adams right now? What What do you have to give up to go get him? Any team. Probably like a second rounder. Right. So that's not out of the realm of possibilities. Because right now the Jets are sitting there. But let's be honest. The Jets are also sitting there with but a little bit less ha- of draft pick. They only pick. have a second rounder, right? Because they don't they, have their first next year. They, they don't, don't have even their first. have a second rounder next year. They would have a, it would be a first then. So they have a condition. They have they have a pick in the second round if they have. Oh, Rogers, that becomes a first. Yeah. So then no. that would be that pick would be that much more valuable. They had to the trade Jets. that away to get Rogers. It's a second rounder, uh-huh. but it could turn into a first if the Packers, if the if Rogers plays sixty five percent of the snaps. Got it. Okay. Now it was yeah. So funky. realistically, okay. the Jets that that mean that would put them without a first or a second round pick next year. Yeah. So interesting. Look, week two is on their way. Um excited about it. I'm obviously pumped about it. The Cowboys got Seattle. I'm hoping to see some starters in there. I don't know. Maybe not. A lot of people are saying that the Cowboys won't be playing any of their starters again because of the fact that their offensive line is in shambles behind the starting lineup. So way behind. Yeah. I mean, that was brutal. I think Cooper or uh, Will Greer got sacked like four times or some shit. And I was like, dude, all right, maybe, maybe Dak should take a couple of weeks, more weeks off. Uh, before we get out of here, did you, I know you're a Netflix guy. You do catch up on the times. Did you at least get to see the Johnny Manziel documentary? I started watching it and then. Zonked. Okay. It's very good. It gets very good. I can't believe. I can tell you this though. Johnny Manziel cards are hot right now. They're back. Are they're they? back. Johnny football is back, baby. Well, how the hell are you going to get that? You got to go buy packs from 2014. Yeah. It's, if you have a Johnny Manziel, oh, if you had it already, auto like sell it now, you know because yeah, Johnny Manziel will be looking for that profit too. I actually, we do have a Johnny Manziel Texas A and M signed mini that we've had on the trading table forever, and now it's off the trading table. Oh, I would have so traded that in. Like that's yeah, no, you know who asked for it? Who you know, was like, oh, I want that? Who Kyle? Yeah, of course. He, and, I, and it's like I can't say no to Kyle, so he'll have that. He'll he'll have it. But the, did you see he's auctioning off or raffling off your the stuff? Con, the condition is, um, if I do donate it, a you either can't give it away, or b if you give it away, you gotta let the people know that it was a sponsored by the Break Buds, which yeah. I'm sure he'll. I mean, do I'm, he's very good for that. In fact, if you're a loyal listener uh, to this show, or you download the podcast, or you watch on Premiere, go follow Kyle. Uh, go follow Kyle Kerms. Um, he's doing giveaways every week. All you had to do is beat him uh, with four picks um, in the spread, and he's giving out cash and memorabilia that he's got from these guys. And all of a sudden, he was like, I got to sign Keaton out. I was like, that's fucking Chris's. <laughs> that's like, well, it is, but yeah. True, we, he won we, it. We pulled it here. That's funny. So, yeah, Johnny Manziel documentary. It's kind of crazy how I watched it. You all right? Same piece. Oh, you're saying bye. Um, it's kind of crazy, his college career and where it went. And how much film he watched, or apparently that was in the trailer. He said he watched zero hours of film. His iPad had zero time logged. That's nuts to me. But at the same time, like it doesn't kind of surprise me. Did surprise me that he like separated from his best friend who was doing all his marketing and stuff like that. And then they just stopped talking after college. As soon as he made it to the pros, like Johnny got like real representation, left his best friend to basically to rot. And I was like, man, that's that's fucked up because of all the stuff that he he helped him get those signings and those he, he like, yeah, meet me in the hotel. We have fucking four hundred helmets for you to sign for fifty grand. And Johnny was like, deal, <laughs> right? And the guy, the kid was making money off that too. So I don't know, great, fa- fantastic documentary. Go check that out um, this week while you're uh, just waiting for more preseason football to start. So that'll do it today. 
for the Chop Sports Social for Starch and Gooch. This has yeah. been another episode of That Said Show. Please download it and go check out all the content we got over here on the Premier Podcast Network, the Premier Streaming Network, Premier Plus. A lot of cool shit happening along the way. Chicago's coming up, StarCast, all that shit. I'll be involved with that. Go follow the Break Buds on Whatnot. Go follow if you're into that because, again, they're giving shit away for basically pennies. It's kind of crazy. Um, so go check those guys out. Hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you guys next time. Pew.